the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Happy Monday to you. Thanks for coming along today. Martin Luther King Day. It is, a, of course, a federal holiday. And happy that you are with us for these next two hours. We'll talk about Martin Luther King. Kath, good to see you. A lot of good conversation coming up on this uh, Monday edition. John, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And it was sunshiny this morning. Now, I don't know what's happened. Now it looks Same like thing. Pittsburgh again. Yeah, exactly. But it looked a little bit like Montana or something. It was like big <laughs> sky country this morning. It was beautiful. Isn't it funny when you don't see the sun, it, like we don't see it here in the wintertime, when it does make an appearance? It's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. It's exhilarating. Look, you know, you take 10 minutes of sunshine for the next seven hours of darkness. Gosh, it's what are we doing? Life. That's all. Uh, what a terrific weekend of football. Did you love it? I did. If you're a football fan. I loved it so much. And I, I, I want to give a shout out to all the kind people who allowed that to happen, right? Because you know, a lot of families, people go, don't, don't be watching fo- so much football. We were, that was like a sort of like a nice smooth sailing there. I mm-hmm. loved every bit of Me it. Me too. From the Jacksonville game, they came back to, I mean. 27 I, there nothing. Was just, there was 31 Miami to 30. Miami played much better than I thought against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. The, the Baltimore-Cleveland or Baltimore Cincinnati contest yep, was fabulous. great, and tonight it's going to be uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady hosting, hosting the hated Cowboys. Yeah, but Tom Brady's hated. <laughs> kind of hard to choose. There's nobody to root for yeah, here. I'm going to miss the tonight's game, and I'm sorry that I am. But yeah, what the heck, you know, it's, it's a lot of football, isn't it? It is, well, yeah, it is a lot of football, and whoever wins tonight, in my estimation, is just going to get killed when they go to San Francisco. Probably so. So, but what, tonight, instead of uh, watching football, John, what are you doing? I'm going to go to a friend's house tonight and play Risk. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't think I've played Risk since I was 18. I'm sure it had to be. I mean, we sat down last night to refresh ourselves of the rules. Good gravy. How are you going to do? I'm, you know what? Uh, our hosts are serving soup and salad. I look forward to that. <laughs> You're going to be bad, aren't okay. you? Oh, of course I am. I'm not even going to care. You're not, if someone no, conquers no, your, your land and peoples, you're. Good. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Well, that's going to be. I'd like to be the Jamaica of risk. <laughs> Seriously, I got nothing. I got no skin in the game. Western Australia, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, great. Right, stop that. Have a little barbecue, some sunshine, and then just get mauled over by everybody else. It's fine. Uh, are you competitive in board games? I like board games, but I'm in a family of people, not a person that likes them. Oh, that's difficult. Yeah, so I we never play board games. You never games. play board games. No, I mean, we did when the kids were little, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're raising kids. <laughs> you're supposed but to, we were in all, air quotes. Yeah, I mean, I love, I really enjoy it, but I'm kind of on an island there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's some guys, have you seen these storefronts? I've seen these a couple of places. Uh, there's one in Monroeville. It's a storefront, and they're called The Good Guys. Have you seen this? It's like in the back by the mall, like where all the strip malls, you know, the strip areas are. Um, and it looks to me, although I can't confirm this, or it looks like a bunch of people just sitting around playing board games in a storefront. 
Wait, what is it like? Are they? Is it like a coffee shop or something? Doesn't look like it. They're it looks just going like, into a storefront to play board games. Yeah, mm-hmm. the good guys. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It looks like a bunch of guys, and there's like long, you know, like church tables. All right. And you're doing your thing there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do we sound like? Oh, uh, today's the day. Okay. Do we do goodness. it now? I think we should. Okay. I I, right? I feel it's, ready to do it. It's like you know after the four o'clock hour. All right, thank goodness, because maybe Lexi can speak to this, because, you know... Yeah, maybe she's, a, like, a huge risk right. player. Okay, so months and months and months ago, our most beloved Christy, mm-hmm. our producer extraordinaire, left, and then management stepped in, stalwarts that they are. God bless them. God bless them. Talk about they're working, like, 90, 90 hours a week. Yep. So now we have a new producer. We do, and today is the day to introduce Lexi to the listening audience. Lexi. Welcome. Welcome in. Hi, Fabulous. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't have my headphones, so I can't really hear you. So I need to go grab those eventually. I know. Rookie oh, mistake it is on a rookie my part. Mistake. <laughs> okay. As a producer, yes. <laughs> Man, I wish I could hear what you say. <laughs> well, let me just give you a thumbs up. Okay. We are introducing you. Yeah, we are, we're introducing Lexi. Maybe in the five o'clock hour, All right, we can fine. have we a conversation. Off guard. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. But for now, how about we do uh, top four at four? Yeah, I'm okay. Ready for yeah. It. Without further ado, please give us the top four at four. For Monday, January 16th, 2023, number one, a long opinion piece in today's Wall Street Journal about the United Kingdom rethinking its winter of health care misery. Mm. The National Health Service's winter crisis has become an annual tradition in the UK, but this year's troubles for the free at point of service system are disastrous. The National Health Service in Britain never recovered from the COVID pandemic, so they have the whole waves that we're going through, John, with the flu and the COVID and the, and the uh, uh, what's the third one? The flu, RSV. Mm-hmm. They're going through all How of that. How could you forget? I know, exactly. My family's had all of them. Anyway, so they have swarmed, swamped hospitals, doctors that are swarmed, all that sort of thing. But mm. while that's all going on, unions representing nurses and ambulance drivers have gone on strike for days at a time, demanding higher pay. The effect on patient care is shockingly bad. Waiting times for ambulances for the most serious cases are getting longer. The average response time is 11 minutes. Mm. Like if you're in cardiac arrest, you can imagine what that could mean. Care is no better for non-emergency patients. It looks like some seven and a half million patients have been referred for treatment and are waiting. In the UK alone? Yes, seven and a half. Well, look, when the nurses went on strike two days in last week in New York City, the whole thing was upended. Can you believe? So fragile. We're so desperate. I mean, it's really terrible. More people are speaking openly even about a private option. Now, for years, people in America have said, now, look at how great things are in Britain. We should just do a single-payer option. It's not looking very good right now because now people in Britain are looking at what we do in America and saying, let's do that. So Britons who can afford it are buying private health insurance, Mm. which generally requires them to use the NHS for routine matters, but they get to skip all the lines for everything else. Mm -hmm. Number two, physicians in training at our top teaching hospitals across the U.S. are also, John, joining unions demanding higher pay and better working conditions. The Committee of Interns and Residents, which is the largest group representing doctors in residency and fellowship programs, has added chapters at five teaching hospitals last year, including the 1,400 residents at Stanford, which voted to form a union last spring. Here's the thing. 
Residents work a ton of hours. They can work up to 80 hours a week in shifts of as long as 24 hours. Oh that's a court, That's within the guidelines, okay, of the Accreditation Council. But some residents say they have worked more than 100 hours a week and up to 30 hours a shift. How are you still standing after 30 hours? Well, I can't imagine you're practicing a lot of no. good medicine. Uh, the average salary for a starting resident is 60000 Number three. Italian authorities arrested Italy's most wanted fugitive today, taking mafia boss Matteo Messina Denaro into custody after a 30-year manhunt. It brings uh, to a close the era of the Cosa Nostra Sicilian crime syndicate depicted in the Godfather movies. The 60-year-old was caught in a health facility. According to eyewitnesses, when passersby realized that he had been apprehended, people cheered and applauded the police. Really? He had been sentenced to life in prison for the 1992 murders of anti-mafia prosecutors Giovanni Falcone and Paolo Borsellino, whose murder shocked the nation, also convicted of dozens of other murderers, and he's finally behind bars. Italian Prime Minister said it's a great victory for the state that shows it never gives up in the face of the mafia. Outstanding. And number four, several organizations in Pittsburgh hosting events today to commemorate Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that is your top four at four. Very nice. John, there was a prayer breakfast this morning at the Allegheny County Bar Association, Ebenezer Baptist Church on Wiley Avenue. Excellent. How about that? Yeah, there's uh, commemorations, parades, and whatnot. And uh, Children's Museum, several activities planned for mm-hmm. today to engage youth. Very good. And we'll do the same thing here. Yeah. So in just a couple minutes, we have two guys who are waiting to join us from Eternal City Church in Mm -hmm. Wilkinsburg. We're going to talk about what it means to serve together, to worship together. Eddie Jones and Justin Quaxham be with us there in the On Deck Circle. It's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine Dinner Cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. 
Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. Hey, welcome back. Happy that you're with us here today. Martin Luther King Day today. And uh, with us here at Live on Air, uh, two guys who uh, have a church that is intentional in black and white in Wilkinsburg. Eddie Jones is with us, and uh, Jason Coke's Coke- yes. Justin. Justin. Justin Coke's. Yeah, there we go. See, yeah. he, he got the last name right and the screwed up name. the first name. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yeah. Eternal City Church in Wilkinsburg. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Eternal City before uh, our two segments are over. Mm-hmm. But before that, I want to just hear um, from you guys your general feelings on this day, what it means to you, uh, what you, I don't know, what it is that you think about today, how you experience it, what you think people like us should know about it. Go first. Oh, okay. I can go Justin, first. Hit it. Uh, this is a day that I feel a lot of joy and I also feel as a time to reflect um, I especially appreciate talking to my elders on days like today because I know people who were alive mm-hmm. when he was assassinated. I was alive. And to talk to them about the legacy and what it means for them to have seen the world change the way it has because of his life, because of his impact for me is really meaningful. So mm. this is a day of reflection. This is a day of joy. And this is a day of also um, hearing about how we can continue to make progress because I think that's the spirit of what this means is we continue his legacy, which I, I think we would all agree is ultimately the legacy of Christ. So reflection, joy, and also going forward, thinking about how we can continue to make progress. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. I would totally concur with, with Justin as, as well. Um, obviously reflection and realizing the importance of his life. And like Justin said, God used him to change this country. And I don't know if mm-hmm. we realize that, mm-hmm. um, the whole country was changed as a result of this man's life. Um, and so that's not something you just kind of like um, be kind of cavalier about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. know, um, because for, for one thing, it cost him his life yeah. um, as well as others. And um, but I'm sure he would say it was well worth it, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. um, and so we are we should be as a nation, black and white and everybody else should be eternally grateful for how God used him um, to change this country. Uh, because this country was in a was in a, a in a place that wasn't good racially ethnically, um, and I think we can all agree with that. But God used him to change a lot of those dynamics, and so we are we are what we are today because of the life of Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's something to reflect on and to remember every year. Now, 
for me on this day, it's a day of education. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't around uh, when Martin Luther King Jr. was around. Um, and I grew up with uh, racial issues not being at the forefront of anything mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until the last 15 years, I guess, um, that I started reading and trying to mm-hmm. understand. Um, and so it's it's you guys have an emotional connection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I am just seeking to get it. Uh, especially you and I just talked about this yesterday, Eddie. Uh, I made a pact to read letters from a Birmingham jail each year on this day. And that has really opened my eyes Mm -hmm. to the church's tone deafness, Mm -hmm. uh, just the, the, the unbelievable blockage in communication between white and black in the church. So what about that guys? I mean, it's been a long time. 1968 seems forever and ever ago. Of course, you guys are not alive in that time. Mm-hmm. The, the legacy of nonviolence. Shut, like, Ed, shut up, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> you were a baby. I was. I was okay. six years old. But, right. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. but the legacy of nonviolence, that pattern, so necessary in society today. Mm-hmm. We, though, as a society, white and black, we just don't do it well, do we? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rough out there. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, um, but you have to be willing and committed to it um, uh, if you want to bring about change. And that's in any change, period. Um, yeah. Change requires commitment and dedication. And so um, you, have to, you have to do that. And, and Martin Luther King had commitment and dedication, mm. obviously, yeah. um, the ultimate commitment and dedication. Um, and those who fought uh, for um, uh, equal justice racially back in those days, they were committed and dedicated, you know, and so that's why you got the result that you did. Laws were changed. Now, we, of course, we understand that laws can be changed, but laws doesn't change people's hearts, right. you know, but it's a start. Yeah. And that's what that's what he accomplished. Yeah. yeah. I think nonviolence is a is a commitment that is difficult for us to maintain today. But I think building on what Eddie said, patience and perseverance is almost just as difficult because today not necessarily unique to other times, but it's an instantaneous gratification that many mm. people want. So something happens in the news, there's a hashtag, there's a news cycle around it, and we want to go be a part of a rally and do something which is not necessarily bad, but reflecting on the legacy of the civil rights movement and many other people like Dr. Luther King, these are years and decades of work to get one thing or one goal or one law change or one thing accomplished. And I don't think we always think about it in those terms today because everything is so flash in the pan, news cycle happens over a summer, happens over Mm. a few months, but we we, we don't always have our attention focused the way that I think uh, Dr. King and others did. Hmm. Just this last year, I read um, one of Howard Thurman's books and he was, as I understand it, one of the people that taught the nonviolence perspective to mm-hmm. MLK. And boy, he, you know, he wrote this book in the 40s. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's a different world mm-hmm. than reading it today. Mm-hmm. It seems like Howard Thurman, in his commitment to nonviolence, was like 500 years ago. Because mm-hmm. today, we are so eager, Justin, to jump on something. Yeah. And I feel like we're we're losing his uh, his passion for conversation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you know we love a space like this where you can still have it. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about that? You know, when you see you know hashtag, there's nothing wrong with the protest. Mm-hmm. I mean, for goodness' sake, it's one of the things America was built on. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about the, how the conversation's going right now? 
I think that the rush to violence or just to conversations that are very heated and conversations that can be very difficult to have. Finger pointing. Finger pointing oftentimes reveals that we forget that we're not laboring against flesh and blood. And because I think sometimes, even among Christians, we forget that there is a spiritual undertone to all of this. There is an enemy who mm-hmm. doesn't want us united mm-hmm. uh, racially, ethnically, socioeconomically, in, in any way, shape, or form. And so I think we sometimes want to take it into our own hands. So that's mm-hmm. where the anger, the finger pointing, sometimes even the violence comes from, is that we forget that this is a yeah. spiritual battle, ultimately, and there is a victory that's already been had, and we have to live in light of that. But living in light of that means that we have to be patient because Jesus will be our ultimate deliverer and savior. But that doesn't mean that everything is going to happen in the time that we want it. And right. we can fight and endure with patience, knowing that the ultimate victory has been won. But we still have to fight the way that he would want us to fight, which is oftentimes difficult when we forget that uh, our our captain has won the victory for us. But we have to maintain faithfulness to him and not just be pragmatic about what we think should happen. Mm. Yeah, I, and I think... Um having conversations i mean obviously that's good we need to do that but some people think they're not necessary anymore but the conversations aren't necessary yeah yeah i I mean, obviously we're not in 1968 anymore you know i think everybody would agree with that um so i think i think what sometimes what i think black people have a tendency to talk about how far we have to go and white people have a tendency to talk about how far we've come yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and they're both right (laughs) Yeah, yeah right. and they're both right, but they don't come together. <laughs> you know, so we we bicker and fight about one or the other. Okay, we're not in 1968 anymore. No, we're not, but we're not in 2068 either. So therefore, you know what I'm saying. Right. So so you have those two perspectives, and they seem to never come to meet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you're both right. We have come a long way, and we haven't arrived yet. Okay, now where do we go? Well, where do we what do we do about that? How do we mm-hmm. how do we move forward? How do we move forward? Agreeing on both of those positions, how do we move forward yeah. without bickering and fighting about them? Mm-hmm. We don't have that silly. Yeah, so that, that's an excellent question. So when you see the conversation, I mean, just, you know, in our own internal conversations or with our families or sometimes with our church, probably a lot less than actually what's mm-hmm. necessary, or just the general chatter that you see online, people clicking, you know, opinion essays or Facebook posts or mm-hmm. Twitter or whatever you are hanging out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We are still so incredibly divisive with each other. Mm-hmm. We're all very tribal. I mean, mm-hmm. I go to a wonderful church. Mm-hmm. There's maybe four or five people of color who go to our church. You guys, you're unique in your perspective and that there you are in Wilkinsburg and you're intentional in the mixing together. You're saying, let's come together. This this perspective, the spiritual perspective, of course, obviously. You're, you're, right, yeah. I mean, it, trans- it transcends everything. Mm-hmm. But it's the culture that we have to change. So how do you go about that first? I mean, because the culture is not necessarily going to listen to the church. Mm. And the church oftentimes is marginalized, minimized in their own weakness, in their own self-inflicted wounds to preach to the culture effectively about where we are. Mm. Or where we should be. Yeah. What do you think, Just? I guess I can start. I think you mentioned that the church culture dichotomy and... I do think that we could make a lot of progress internally and sort these things out internally before we could even go with and, ourselves with ourselves. And I think oftentimes that makes it a little more digestible for people, mm. because if you're thinking about like, how do I solve, you know, racism was declared a public health crisis in Pittsburgh, I think a few years ago, like telling a person to solve that is very overwhelming, but saying, Hey, get to know the person who sits across the pew from you, get to know the person or get to know the church down the street. 
that's very different than yours mm-hmm. and start to come together. Right. I think those are ways that we can, in small steps, begin to make progress. And I like what Kathy said at the beginning, committing to educating yourself. Yes, so that's yes. reading, learning, uh, taking a step outside of things that maybe perhaps aren't part of your background, but might be a part of another part that's of the body really of Christ. And that's really Yeah, it is. It's mm. very yeah. uncomfortable. Mm. When I started reading... Letter from Birmingham Jail. I was very defensive. Mm, mm, that was years ago, mm. but I was like, "Boy, man, he is like all jacked up about stuff." Like, but he's what? telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, listen, like you, mean, ha- you have to really submit yourself to say, "Okay, I need to go into this with an open mind," and mm. then all of a sudden you think, yeah. "Wow, like I didn't get this situation at all." I told the people in my church yesterday, "If you have never read Letter from a Birmingham Jail, yeah. you need to read that That's letter yep. seriously." I mean, I don't just say that because you need to read that letter, especially and, and, and always keep in mind the context of the letter mm-hmm. and the time of the letter. That's important. And hear what he's saying and how graciously oh, he's and humbly it. he said it. And look where he's sitting. Oh, and look what he's sitting in a jail unjustly. Yeah. And he wrote this on the napkin. Yep. He wrote yeah. this letter. On the- and we're people who who revere letters written. Yes, right? yes, like, yes, yes. That's part of our canon. Right, right, right. But please, if, if you have never read that, read that letter. Read it, please. Yeah. yeah. It will change your life, seriously. You're hearing from Eddie Jones and Justin Coxum from Eternal City Church in Wilkinsburg. Um, we should take a break. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. We're going to step away. When we come back, more conversation about MLK Jun- MLK Jr. Day. Why can't I say that today? Happy to have you along, though, on today's Ride Home. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free Social Security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free Social Security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word SECURITY to 412-515-3555. That's SECURITY to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Dallas and Bible teacher on Pathway to Victory. We live in a time when believing in anything or nothing is considered equally truthful. Now more than ever, we must stand firm on the clear teaching of God's Word. In my new book, What Every Christian Should Know, I'll equip you to understand the ten core beliefs of historic Christianity. Pick up a copy of What Every Christian Should Know today at bookstores everywhere. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 
This is Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home reminding you that this Friday is the 50th annual March for Life in Washington, D.C., and the first since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Please join me in celebrating and supporting this day. Like you, I care about our country and the rights of the unborn. That's why I'll be praying for the success of this event and the impact it can and will have across our nation, because life is always worth fighting for. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional late-night rain. Expect a nighttime low of 33. Mostly cloudy tomorrow and mild with a little rain. Tomorrow's high, 51. An evening shower in places tomorrow night. Otherwise, cloudy skies, low 40. Low clouds on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Hey, thanks for being with us on this Martin Luther King Day. We've invited two pastors from Eternal City Church in Wilkinsburg to join us. We're happy to welcome uh, Justin Coxham and Eddie Jones. We're talking about the day. And, and guys, you know, in some ways, the apology is this is the day. That, well, hey, come on, let's talk about Martin Luther King. There's 364 other days. but mm. And I'm sure as black guys, you go, yeah, this is the day we're rolling MLK out. I mean, it's easy to be cynical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think there is a balance, like Eddie was saying, uh, Many African-Americans think how far we have to go. Many white Americans think how far we've come. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest fights is cynicism. You know, you see every I remember when the George Floyd thing was happening a few summers ago. A lot of people were reaching out to me like, hey, this has really impacted me. I didn't know. And my temptation was to be cynical and say, like, where have you been? Where have you been? You've had your head in the sand. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a general sin. You know, cynicism is not a fruit of the spirit. So <laughs> um, to be able to remain optimistic, to know that sometimes the Holy Spirit convicts people way, way longer than uh, longer ago than I thought he should have. And so yeah. when people are making uh, seemingly genuine strides, it, it can be very uh, gratifying to condemn them and be cyn- and cynical, but I think the the Bible calls us to remain optimistic and to remain hopeful, yeah, and yeah. even in the face of people who have woken up to things that maybe we thought they should have been aware of a long right. time ago. And there's that phrase. I mean, woken up is because yeah, I say woke, right? No, yeah. Right. Oh, right. Oh, look out. That's a whole other conversation. People just but, turned the <laughs> okay, but they just turned the radio. Yeah. With that, I mean, with phrases, and you hear phrases. You know, they, words have lives of their own right now. Yeah. When you first heard, you know, uh, from a, a white guy's perspective, systematic racism. Mm. That drove people crazy. What, mm. you, what are you kidding me? There's something that's going on here in this country or and in white culture, privilege. Mm. or white yeah. right buzzwords, or buzzwords, and it now. infuriates people or scares people or people go, "Not me. That's not my worldview." But it's undeniable that such a thing exists well, in this country. Here's the thing, though: it is not undeniable because people deny it all the time. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you're walking that's in where, this world. That's where the tension one of the tensions come with phrases like that and, and ideology or, or um, beliefs like that, that um, there's systemic racism. And so that's where we bump heads. So then you couch it in gospel speak, which is a different style of language, obviously, and a different view, not even a worldview, an eternal perspective. 
systematic racism versus what from the gospel's perspective? Mm. What, mm. What is, what's the difference between the two? I do think that terms like racism or injustice sometimes can unfairly weight the conversation away from what the gospel calls. Because everybody mm-hmm. brings their own thing mm-hmm. to the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I, I think more than just like not being racist, we want to be loving. We want to be mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. And so sometimes when I'm speaking with people, the defensiveness of I'm not racist is the biggest inhibitor for them mm-hmm. to being a brother to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you're yeah. so concerned about defending yeah. yourself and not yeah. thinking, yeah. how can I love this person? How can I be a brother to That's this so person? <clears throat> it's just I want to defend myself against whatever definition of racism is out there. So I do think rooting ourselves in gospel implications is sometimes helpful because we can get dragged down by woke or white privilege or other terms that are worth defining and talking about, but yeah. are a, a very far cry from what the gospel actually calls us to. An obstacle yeah. in many ways. Yeah, yeah. A bit, uh, yeah. And, and a lot of times it's also because you may have different definitions of those terms exactly. and not know you have different definitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't define them when we talk. Yeah. Okay, well, if somebody says white privilege or systemic racism, uh, you automatically assume that I have the same definition that you do, mm-hmm. and then you become defensive. Right. I'm you coming know. for you, and you're coming for me. Yeah, 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 and that's part of the problem, too. We need to define terms when we're talking. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's that's huge. Education, like you said, Kathy, in the beginning, educate, educating ourselves about the history of this country. And I think um, a lot of times white people will ask us to – prove this or prove that Mm -hmm. okay and i get that but okay why don't you just go do your own research Mm. you know and um you asked me to do the research for you you just go do the research yourself Mm because it's known knowledge i mean Mm -hmm. it's 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 not complicated walk a mile in my shoes just go google something (laughs) you know what i'm saying so and i I don't say that you know to be to be smart or anything but um but sometimes just go and that's like kathy said when she started reading on her own she just started doing that on her own and she started educating herself. And that's what we all need to do. And let me say again how uncomfortable that was. Yeah, very uncomfortable. And, and that's another thing, too. It's going to make you – some things are going to make – it makes us black people uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's gonna, that's not going to be uh, a walk in the park, you know. Right. Okay, so then at your own church, there. I mean, you guys are intentional. There you are in Wilkinsburg. Mm-hmm. How long has Eternal City been around, Eddie? Eight years. be nine years in July. I'm sure this you've had some fights. Oh yeah, we yeah we've had some fights. We lost. I told him yesterday we lost some some members. Some people left. We've had tough conversations, and and we expected that, you know, because we 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 started out um, intentionally doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris and I when we when we started the church. Um, Chris so, Moran. Chris talking. Moran. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we started out intentionally doing that, and so we weren't surprised. You know, um, it was disappointing uh, in a lot of ways. With in a lot of, but it's just the way that's life sometimes. Right. You know, and uh, and the funny thing is, some people left and then came back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, huh. yeah. Because they wanted to continue because, the because they realized the grass wasn't greener on the other side. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, nobody's so, doing this perfectly. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And not in, and us included. We're not doing it perfectly. Right. OK, so, Justin, talk to us about then your perspective, because there's Eddie and Chris. Mm-hmm. They kind of set the, the tone here for the church. How long have you been at the church and what do you, you know, what was the interest and attraction? Yeah, I moved here in 2017 and we became a members. You moved to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh in 2017. We became members. I think I, I joined as an elder in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little bit of a, a a shorter history span with the church. But you were intentional in finding this church? Absolutely. It was, it was part of our life experience, my wife and I's life experience. You came from where? Boston. So wow. we've been around all different types of people. She originally from St. Louis. Originally from St. Louis, yeah. yeah. So well, moved to Pittsburgh for whatever professional reasons or yep, family, yep. and then you've intentionally sought out a diverse, multi-racial church. It was part of the criteria, for sure. And, and that's not you know the, the 
the be all end all of what we were looking for in church, not. but it was certainly a plus because that's our lives. You know, mm-hmm. we've had to live in and be in different situations where are around people who are different than us. And mm-hmm. it's part of what we wanted to see reflected in a church body. Cause it's very edifying. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. people who think about, uh, do things differently than I do. And it expands and deepens my appreciation for, for Jesus, you know, together with all yep. the saints, we grasp the yep. love that Jesus has yes. for us. And so when that togetherness is with people, not just ethnically, but socioeconomically, like being around people who've been here for generations, mm-hmm. that deepens my love for Christ because I see their perspective and I understand uh, the love of Jesus more deeply in my life, just seeing how he's faithful to them in ways that I didn't think he would be. So one, it's, it's, one of the it's very that edifying. has been encouraging Excellent. as elders is we've heard people say, um, one of the reasons they love the church and come to the church is because it is multiracial yeah. from white people in particular. Yeah. And that was very encouraging. People yeah. are, some people are really hungry. Yes, yes yeah. they are. And, yes. we, and I think we, there are, a seg- there's a segment of America that wants a large segment uh, that, yeah. wants, yes. that wants, they want reconciliation, yes. but they also just want to be able to talk about things yes. and understand yeah. it. And they, yeah. and they mm-hmm. see people in media not talking mm, about yeah. things mm, and they're like is mm. there any place yes. i could find yes. where i could just yes. say the thing i'm thinking right anyway we need to step away we'll be right okay. back okay okay yeah. sorry yeah we're talking with the guys from uh, eternal city church in wilkinsburg it's mlk day and uh how do we get along how do we figure each other out how do we love each other where's the gospel in the mix of all this stick around pittsburgh's christian talk it's word fm 101.5 word who's telling the truth Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, a stranger arrives at Wit's End and claims that he lived there as a child. Is he lying or simply out of his mind? Wit thinks it's a mystery worth investigating, despite the young man's confused memories and violent reactions. What'll happen next? Find out when you tune in to the next exciting Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. 
unfiltered, and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412 412- or visit bachmansroofing.com We're talking MLK Junior Day with Eddie Jones and Justin Coxum, Eternal City Church in Wilkinsburg. We'll give you more information about that church if you're interested before the end of the segment. But um, you guys, we were talking in the um, commercial break about how much we value people who ask difficult questions. So I'm going to bring up one that came up uh, this morning when I was in the grocery store. So I was, I was waiting in line. Someone was talking about MLK Jr. Um, what do you say? How, how's your response when people say, you know, he wasn't anybody to look up to. His personal life was a disaster. Um, he might be he might have been a great person publicly, but, you know, he had affairs. He, you know, did that sort of thing. What, what's your response? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, OK. So does that change anything that he did for this country? No, does that change anything? Okay, so he had some. So did JFK. Right. right. And, 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 and many other. Does that change anything that that God did to use this man to change this yeah. country? And why would you bring that up? That says more about you than it does about him. Mm. What's the point of you bringing that up? Why are you trying to discredit him? That's what I would ask. Why are you trying to discredit them? To me, that's the spirit of the age. Is yeah, discrediting yeah. Right. the yeah. people who've gone before us, who somehow yeah. we we look back on and think they have to be perfect. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. only one. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we yeah. look back and say, well, because that person did X, then mm-hmm. therefore, yeah. You know, I can bring up a multitude of people. All of that, them. Some, yeah, all of them that some people think are great. You know, recently Donald Trump. Okay, all right. What about him? Do do I? Does he was had how many wives? And anyway, but you get my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but we love purity. Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but don't be picky about David. Uh, yeah, David. No, David in scripture himself. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I would. Uh, that's just um, suspect to me when people do that. Mm-hmm. So where are we? Now? What about t- tell us about this text you got? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think it's true, right? I mean, listeners have been chiming in and uh, uh, get a text, and you know, well-intentioned, uh, please tell them to stop saying people are different than us, and we're all the same, and racism will end. Mm. I mean, mm. how do you respond to yeah, something Yeah, how do you respond like that? to that? I think as Christians, one of the things we have to come back to is the Bible. And when we say statements that are absolute, we have to check them against the absolute standard of truth, which is the Bible. Mm. And so... If I can look biblically and say that, oh, the Bible does highlight that there are people with different backgrounds, different ethnicities, they come from different places, they have different cultures, and it glorifies God when they're together. Yeah. And then Ephesians 4.1 says we should make every effort to maintain unity. Then I have to take my directives off the Bible and not what someone's absolute idea of what we should do is. I do think there's relevance to highlighting the ways that we are in common and not mm-hmm. just the ways that right. we are different. Yeah, right I think now. there yeah. is some, yeah, yeah. some relevance yeah, yeah, and, some, yeah. and some wisdom in that. <laughs> Because we can just get focused on our backgrounds, our differences, where we come from, not just culturally, but ethnically, you know, racially, nationally, socioeconomically, like just focusing on differences is only good to a point. So there is unity we have in Christ. And I do think we should highlight that. But at the same time, 
our directives have to come from scripture. And so when people make absolute statements, we have to check them against what the, the absolute standard of truth says. Right. Yeah. And believing that, you know, I, yeah, I agree. There are, obviously we are more alike than we are different, but there are differences about us. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't ignore that. I mean, yeah. especially in the context of this country between black and white, we definitely have different experiences. Cultures yeah. are different. You know, cultures yeah. are different. And that's yeah. a good thing. God made it like that. Um, but that, that, so we can't ignore, ignore that. Um, we don't, we don't, brush over that because of that and and what's the point and, and, and saying that if we acknowledge our similarities that racism will go away why would you think that why what makes you think that racism will go away if we acknowledge our similarities and ignore our differences right yeah. that hasn't happened in history in history right so yeah. we are no different than you know the egyptians mm-hmm. or we yeah. are no different you know from people tens of thousands man has walked these the earth Mm-hmm. People have always been separate, different from each other yeah. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little more magnified, of course, because mm-hmm. of where we are in this modern world. And because mm-hmm. social media exists. Right, sure. right, right. And, of course, like, as you said, Justin, you came in, you know, we're a click away from outrage. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, it all works against us in many right. ways. I think right. one of the reasons people will say that is because they want it to be easy. That's true. They want it to be that simple. It'll just go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like saying cancer will go away if you ignore it. Mm. Yeah. If we you talk know, about we it less, yeah, it'll just yeah, it'll just go away. Well, that doesn't work yeah. in or any other area. General okay. relational conflict, you yeah. know, difficult things in marriages and friendships. Yeah, yeah. Not talking about something. It's it, yeah, you're not yeah. talking about it, but that doesn't mean that it goes away. Go away. I and, don't think your wife would agree with that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Any, any difficult relationship, <laughs> you're going to have to have those hard conversations. And yeah, I think what it sometimes reveals is, like Eddie said, we don't want to have the difficult conversations. And it sometimes is easier to ignore it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Right. right. Okay. So with just a limited time left, talk to us about the difficult conversations that you obviously apparently have often at Eternal City Church in Wilkinsburg. You gather there, Christ alone, Christ mm-hmm. on the throne. Mm-hmm. That's the, the guiding principle, the first rule of everything. But then you become human beings and it's messy as it is to just you know rub shoulders with each other. Mm-hmm. I think my, Eddie was talking a few years ago or a few moments ago about people that have left the church and then come back, or, or mm-hmm. we have said people that have left and not come back. What I find is the common denominator is these are oftentimes cases where people have isolated themselves sometimes because of COVID, the pandemic. So there's a reason they're not, we're not seeing them as much and they get deep into whatever news ideology is their preference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the most difficult mm-hmm. thing is coming they're back. They're discipled by YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then you start talking to them and they start saying certain things and you're like, Oh, I know where you heard that. I know where you got that from. And they're on level 10 <laughs> and it's hard to talk them down to, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I, I understand your concerns, but can we talk about what's happening here in real time right. or what pastor said on Sunday might not match up with the thing that the news has been telling you to be angry about. Right. And so, that's the malady of the age. Yes, is people are discipled oftentimes by their news channel of choice. And what I find is when we're around each other, face-to-face, having conversations like this that aren't easy, but that are still centered around the gospel, centered around the word, we can make progress. But when we divide and move to our ideological corners and allow those to repeat certain narratives about what other people who aren't like us are like, that makes it very difficult. So that's the most difficult thing is people are being discipled and bring those that level of baggage into church, and you have to kind of talk them back down to what the Bible says is true, and then also talk them back down to, hey, that's that's Eddie, or that's Chris Moran, or that's that, that's your friend, right. your fellow yeah, yeah. church member, and they are um, here. And they for love you. you. And they love you. Yeah. And they know you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah, and you and, know them. And, and and let me say this too: we don't have these conversations often, meaning we don't talk about this all the time. That's true. Yeah. We if it comes up, it never came up when I was at your church. No, no, we don't talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, 
We talked about Jesus when I came Exa- to church. Thank you. And that's usually the main topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but but my yeah. point is, you know, we don't talk about this all the time. Right. If if something happens and it, it sparks a conversation, then we talk about it. Mm-hmm. But we don't bring it up intentionally just because. It's not like the call you know. to worship is, hey, all of you people right. are different colors. So we're glad you're here. <laughs> but you right, know exactly. it's really fearful for most people, right? Yeah, yeah. To, to engage in this. Oh, it's yeah, fearful yeah, exactly, and awkward. Yeah, yeah. So if there's an entrance way that, that's a little yeah, easier, but, let's grab it. But let me tell you, as someone who has attended this church as a visitor, there's not one awkward thing about it. Mm. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, and we thank God for that, you know, because we try to, yeah, we thank God for that. We don't try to make it, we don't try to make it intentionally awkward yeah. or, like yeah. I said, it's not our. It's just a church. It's, it's like just going a church. to a church. It's a church, exactly. Yeah, so come worship with us. Very good. Yes. Okay, so Amen. that's, so time is up. So yeah. you guys meet when? Yes, um, Sundays at 5 o'clock on, on Swissville Avenue, 130 Swissville Avenue in, in Wilkinsburg, um, Eternal City Church, 5 p.m. Come worship you with us. You should go. We'd You'll love, love it. to have you. Yeah. Guys, right. Thanks a lot. So happy to Thank have you. you guys with Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Justin Coxum, Eddie Jones, Eternal City Church. Stay with us. Monday edition of The Ride Home. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how one stone, the cash out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind, and the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you miss the December 7th deadline for open enrollment, it's not too late. Here's something that can really help. It's MediShare 65+. plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills people who encourage and pray for each other, too. MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment. And if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they loved them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. 
Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal, Inside Out, presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu slash pastoral. You know, I like to hang out on Twitter. You see all kind of different thoughts about worldviews and whatnot. And someone writes this. And this is, I wonder if this is just a generational thing or whatnot. But in my house, this would not have, this would not have floated at all. Uh, what's her name? Kelly Rogers on Twitter. I do not know the woman. Uh, she just says this. I'm sorry, but I really hate the expectation for thank you cards for wedding gifts. Like, I appreciate the gifts. But it's just one more thing that I have to manage, and I don't have the brain space for it. Getting a text from my mother-in-law that someone hasn't heard from us is really frustrating. Welcome to adulting. Grow up. Someone gave you a gift. Say thank you. So thank you notes were a big thing in your house growing up. Oh, my gosh. I have written more thank you notes in my life. My oldest sister especially drove this into our lives. That This is what you do. A kindness is extended, then a kindness should be returned in the form of a written note. And did she get that from your parents? No. No. Mm -mm. It was singularly her. Now, she's a decade older than me. And she th that rule was instilled in me, and I enforced it, you know, I, not enforced, but engaged with it. I, I love it. I do yeah, love you're very, and, very good about it. Don't you love a thank you note? I do love a thank you note, but I am not good at writing notes or letters of any kind. I'm just bad at that. If if it's up there in the top five things about myself I don't like. That's surprising to me that you, because you're so intentional in your your relationships. I know. And I'm bad at but I, okay. but I'm well, not good perfect. but I'm not good at the written version of it. Mm -hmm. I'm okay in text messages. I, I hope I am sincere in person. So maybe then that that just did, you know, like like my kids, like you know, they're no longer kids; they're twenty two and twenty five. And I'll, did you get this? Yeah, did you write, write a thank you note? Yeah, 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 yeah. And my one kid says to me, "Look, a text was fine. He that was okay. He was cool with it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is just old school. That, There's something you know, nice about something in writing. My husband just got a thank you note this week, and from somebody and. I thought, as I looked at it, I thought, see, that, that there's something special about that. Because you took the time yep. to sat down, you wrote it, yep. you bought the card, you put it in an envelope, you put the address on, yep. you put a stamp on it, you went to the mailbox and you mailed it. It's a lot more effort. It's a lot more effort. Maybe it's somehow more heartfelt. I don't know. Maybe it is a generational thing. I'm not pointing the finger and saying, if you don't send thank you cards, you're a bad person. But there is something that's a little richer. About it, I and I'm not saying richer in the terms of economics, but just richer in what a, a richness to it. Mm -hmm. There's a beauty to it. I agree. It's not so simple. Okay, let me tell you a story. All right. uh, my husband and I got married. We were both. I was 24 when I got married, and he was 25. And uh, for my mother-in-law in particular, very similar to the tweeter, uh, written letters were important. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. It's six months after the wedding, and I get a call from my mother-in-law saying that so-and-so hasn't heard from you. And I clearly remembered, said, would you believe that I had written out probably 60 thank you notes, had them in a little bag. 
I found it behind the sofa. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're, oh, that's horrible. It, I oh. bet it was more than six months. I bet it was nine months later. I found it. Everybody was hating on you uh-huh. in the family. In that whole time, they were in the back of the sofa. Uh huh. They were in like a little, you know, a little shopping bag that you're had not, just slipped right behind the sofa. To your defense, you were still twenty-four. I was. That's so. And it, newlywed. It, it makes me a little nauseated remembering. I would imagine, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you made good. I sent them all. And I wrote a little note saying, I'm so sorry it's taken me nine months. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Voice in healthcare. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Speaker Kevin McCarthy weighs in on a possible defense budget cut in Congress. More from Bernie Bennett. During an appearance on Fox News' Sunday Morning Futures, host Maria Bartiromo asked McCarthy if he was willing to cut defense spending as part of a reported deal within the GOP caucus to freeze spending at 2022 levels. McCarthy disputed estimates that such a deal would result in a $75 billion cut to defense spending, while also signaling his support for targeting cuts. McCarthy also noted that, quote, every level of government should be looking at ways to spend less taxpayer money. The deal McCarthy struck would effectively cut $75 billion from the $857 billion defense budget in fiscal year 2023. Bernie Bennett, Washington. Six people killed in a shooting early today at a home in Goshen in Central California. Investigators searching for two suspects. They do believe there is a gang connection to these killings. This is SRN News. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or Springhouse Market Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon. But in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. I love seeing a transformation of a smile. 
There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home reminding you that this Friday is the 50th annual March for Life in Washington, D.C., and the first since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Please join me in celebrating and supporting this day. Like you, I care about our country and the rights of the unborn. That's why I'll be praying for the success of this event and the impact it can and will have across our nation, because life is always worth fighting for. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional late night rain. Expect a nighttime low of 33. Mostly cloudy tomorrow and mild with a little rain. Tomorrow's high 51. An evening shower in places tomorrow night. Otherwise cloudy skies, low 40. Low clouds on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. People come and go, right? You've worked in a place long enough. People come and go. Maybe it's been you. Certainly it's been I, right? You start a job, you end a job. Relationships change. And, uh, you know, if you're the, the business that's been, you know, sort of left behind when the employee leaves, you go, who's going to come in here? Who's going to fill that spot? We just did this in August. We lost uh, Christy, our, our long our longtime producer. Prior to that, we lost new Mike. What the hell? Our longtime producer. Prior to that, we lost Mike. Right. New Mike. Or old Mike. <laughs> old, no, classic, classic Mike. Mike. Yeah. So now we're on number four. We've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. But we're super excited. Yep. We're super excited to introduce Lexi, our brand new producer. Lexi, welcome to the welcome. Ride Home. Thanks. It's so gl- I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> We're super excited to yep. have you, Lexi. Um, we uh, in- interviewed a bunch of people for this position, and Lexi was just terrific at her interview and has been great every day since. Excellent. Um, Lexi, just tell us a little bit about where you're from and like two things about you that we should know. Well, I was born and raised in the Pittsburgh area, just uh, north in uh, Beaver County, and um, I moved to Ohio for college, came back, moved to Texas for my first job, uh, and still found myself back in Pittsburgh somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's because that's God's will for you, Lexi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Pittsburgh boomerangs for a lot of people. Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, I don't really know. <laughs> music, music that you like, Lexi. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Paramore is so fun. Did you know that they're coming to Pittsburgh? <gasps> Are they really? Yes. Oh, snap. Yep. Wait, what <laughs> is Paramore? <gasps> what is Paramore? What God is bless Paramore? you, John. Just put that out there. That's oh, a band. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a band, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love listening to music, and I love writing. So those are a couple of things about me that maybe you should know. Uh, and I also love playing board games. So, Kathy, <gasps> board game night. <laughs> what? Okay, what What board games do you like? Don't say uh, risk. <laughs> 
You might want to tutor John tonight because I, <laughs> I just know that this is going to be a poor performance. I'm going to show up like Western Australia. It just doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like learning new games. I like um, the social deception games. I think those are fun, like Chameleon and uh, certain games like that. I don't that. know that. I don't even know what a social, social deception game is. So it's essentially there are um, there's a lot of different games that you can play that are kind of like this. But essentially everyone gets a role. There's a lot of good guys. And some people are actually the bad guys in disguise. Mm. Uh, and so you as the good guys have to figure out um, who the bad guys are. And you as the bad guys usually have to figure out um, uh, how to destroy everyone else. Uh, so it's very fun. Um, interactive. It, yeah, it's interactive. It's, a, it's very interactive. Uh, and I have a blast playing those kinds of games. Is it in person or is it online or both? It can. I mean, it can be both probably. Um, a lot of times, obviously, it's in person because, you know, you have the board right there and stuff like that. But, right. yeah, I have a grand old time playing some board games. Excellent. Okay, so th- that thing I talked about earlier about the good guys, do you know about this? So... Yes, there's a lot of different like um, gaming shops where they will give you a space to essentially give you room to play whatever game you want. The big ones that you'll see are the ones that'll let you play like Magic the Gathering, which is like a very intensive card game that's been around for a very long time, um, or Dungeons and Dragons, which yeah. So because a lot of the times um, that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of space depending on how many people are in your group, um, so you have to sometimes compromise and go into one of these shops usually you pay a certain amount of time for a certain table space yeah for table space uh and then you can play your game so yeah i know exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. so it's like super nerd out oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent okay what about gaming stores around the city right i mean we knew there was always one on murray avenue Mm -hmm. which you think how did that place ever exist (laughs) now there's a new place that they've moved from murray avenue to forbes avenue they've probably quintupled their space <laughs> yeah which speaks to the the strength of the gaming community 100 mm-hmm, percent. yeah right in um i'm currently living in the moon area right now and down just down the road in coriopolis there is um a gaming space called mm. fabricators forge uh and they share a space with another store and it is absolutely humongous inside it's insane how much stuff they have um because you have obviously the table space for people to play games but they also give you the space to like certain games require you to paint miniatures for the game and so they give you like a space to like paint and stuff like that and be creative and it's really awesome to go into that space and kind of see everyone doing something they love i like it a lot Mm -hmm. well tonight you could uh, be a fly on the wall and watch john play risk (laughs) I mean, it's going to be bad. I've I never played it. Risk, actually. You've never played Risk. No, I need to, though. Well, the shortest game I ever played of Risk took about 11 hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to show up and have some soup and salad. Sounds right. like Monopoly almost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's way more complicated That's than that. Yeah. Anyway, Lexi, we're happy to have you. Yeah, happy, happy that you're here. with us. Lexi's our new producer. Everything goes through Lexi. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're going to talk about human trafficking. Pittsburgh is a hub. Joe Sweeney joins us next. W-O-R-D. In today's multicultural society, you can no longer live a monocultural life. Next time on Focus on the Family, Pastor David Ireland urges Christians to embrace people from different races and ethnic groups and learn to love the whole world as God does. It's a great message about racial unity next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 W-O-R-D. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. 
The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store but then when you got to use it it's not very absorbent it's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry that's why my pillow has developed the my pillow towels towels that work i know it's mind-blowing towels that actually dry you their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Good Housekeeping just released its list of 65 New Year's resolutions to make you a better and happier you. They're good things, but no surprise. Not one of them includes worship. Why not resolve to get to know the Creator, the one who knows you inside and out? This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. Join us Sundays at 1045. This year, resolve to come back to church. Human trafficking. Of course, you read about it, you hear headlines about it. What exactly is human trafficking? There used to be a time where people would go, uh, oh, yeah, well, part of it doesn't in part involve a prostitution, which is now sex work. Um, people moving across the borders or across states for nefarious purposes. Joe Sweeney's back with us. Joe's been a guest on our show over the years. He runs something called the Acervo Project. And Joe, always a pleasure. To, thanks for being with us. Well, likewise. Hey, thanks for having me again. Good seeing you guys. So when we talk about sex trafficking, John brought up a couple items. Um, what's right about what he said? What's wrong about what he said? Well, John's right. Uh, but it's certainly a simplified way of describing what it is, right? Okay. As we've talked before, you know, uh, it's a complicated criminal enterprise. Yeah. And it looks so different at so many places. Since the last time we spoke, we've actually sort of pivoted a little bit on our model. We are still actively trying to identify the predators online who are targeting our children. But we've initiated an education and awareness program for junior and senior high school students. Hmm. Last year, we spoke to over 2,000 junior and senior high school students really? about, about the dangers of being groomed online, Snapchat, Instagram, 
all these profiles where they're talking to these strangers who they think are friends, same age, and they're starting to develop this online relationship. And during those conversations, they find vulnerabilities in these kids. So then they start to manipulate them. Then it can turn into extortion, sextortion, and even worse. They find themselves maybe meeting, and next thing you know, they're in the throes of it. Mm -hmm. Joe, I'm always heartened to read news stories after the fact, of course, where law enforcement is acting as. They're that person, and they're engaging with the pedophile, the sex trafficker, and then, you know, there's always a a meeting or an arrest. I'm also, at the same time, surprised by the volume of it, that guys or men and more women continue to do this at such an alarming rate. It just, to me, shows a sickness in our society. It's actually a drug. You know, the sickness that these folks have, it's a drug that drives them. Like, and and I think it's societal based, you know, everything now is being normalized. All this Mm. different behavior. um, And I can give you an example. You know, we, I, I don't know if we had this the last time we spoke, I think it's been since then, but we had a parent call us and their daughter was sending these videos and pictures of herself to her friends in school. So it's normal, normal, 12 years old. She didn't even have a phone. She was getting up in the morning, getting her mom's phone, opening up accounts on Snapchat, filming herself, sending them to her friends. They would send them back. Then she'd delete them. Well, how she got caught was the phone connected to the iPad. Oh. And mom saw it and was horrified. So we talked with mom. We went up and, and I said, did you ask her why she's doing it? And uh, she goes, I did. And she goes, Mom, we're all doing it. It's no big deal. So it's normalized in, in society. Yeah, yeah. So they're sending these pictures and videos, and they're friends, boyfriends, girlfriends. Two points there. You know, if, if the relationship, if they're 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, how many of us have married our high school sweethearts, mm-hmm. right? That These relationships are young. They don't last. So then you get a little bit of revenge, Right. I'm going to share the photo because of what you did to right. me or the video or unless you give me money or and it just is a it's a snowball of a mess when these things occur. So then, you know, they're also sometimes also talking to strangers and especially kids with vulnerabilities. You know, we saw COVID a big increase online. But so there was a lot of mental health issues with kids who were already struggling, right? Struggling with school, struggling with relationships, dysfunctional families. Where did they go? They went online looking for someone to love them, looking for someone who would pay attention to them, looking for someone who would be their friend. These predators are very good at that. They're very good at at identifying the needs. And then before you know it, a picture shared, then when they send one back, potentially they could meet or potentially it, it escalates in the videos. And then, of course, it's sold as pornography, child pornography, actually. So the Acervo Project... You're looking at this, but you're also digging a lot deeper, not here locally in Western Pennsylvania, of course, but around the world in many ways. Yeah, we. I just got back, uh, uh, geez, let's see, it was probably November, I believe. I was over in Nepal. We got asked to go over there and meet some, some potential partners who are rescuing kids, and they have a recovery home. They had 13 girls there. The ages were 8 to 16. So the laws that exist here are different than the laws in Nepal? They are, but they're similar. It's against a lot of traffic, you know, people. And this organization is strictly minors, where a lot of the family members sell them into trafficking. Right? Mm-hmm. So they rescued these 13 girls. The youngest one was eight. The oldest was 16. They were having a security issue. 
They had five-man security team. Somebody told the traffickers and these other criminals, it was in Kathmandu, uh, where the rest- restoration and recovery home was. So they were showing up there to get these girls back. Now, oh. they have the law on their side. They have to legally take custody of the kids, right? They're a licensed organization. But the laws for these these guys showing back up, they were harassing them. They actually, one or two of them got inside the compound one day looking around. That's you know? unbelievable. Yeah, they said, hey, we're here to get get our girls. It's a legitimate business. And they're like, no, it's not. So they left. But it was getting more aggressive. They got our information, and they said, hey, would you come over and help train our security staff? Would you come up and have a security plan, mm. surveillance, all, all the things needed to, to, to have a safe environment for the kids? So it's a, a cultural, an economic, a societal, economic issue as well? All of the above. And over there, not too many people go to jail for it. Hmm. Slap on the wrist. Turn a blind eye. Yeah. So, but that was that was over there, and then now we have five kids we've rescued in Uganda. Four of them are starting school on February fifth. Here, so, no, no, in Uganda, there's there's private schools there, Christian schools sure, there. Sure. So once we get them, we have to apply, make sure we have legal authority to have them, and we have them in staying in homes of of people on our team there, and. Uh, Geez, we have them. I think uh, the oldest one is 15, going to be 15, and wow. the youngest is 10. So now we're preparing for their – they've taken their exams. We got them uh, listed in what levels. So we pay the tuition, the housing, the food, the books, the pencils, the notebooks. Fabulous. Pa- pocket change for mm-hmm. their snacks, you know. So that's a big – I'll be heading down there probably in March. But uh, we were really busy around Christmas. We actually had a person rearrested in another state. He was sentenced to eight years in prison. Good. They let him out after eight months on probation. Eight and, months. And we found him online again trying to meet up with kids. So uh, he's been rearrested. And his, I think, next hearing is March with a couple extra charges. So we're, we're, we're optimistic that he'll probably get bumped up to about 15 years, we're hoping. But, you know, once law enforcement takes it, it's, it's, their, it's their thing. Joe Sweeney's with us, founder and CEO of the Acervo Project. Uh, Joe, I want to go back in time. Uh, you worked for the State Department for a long time. Well, I was a contractor. You were a contractor, yeah, yeah with, for the State Department. Um, you also had a background in law enforcement here. Mm-hmm. Talk about how you first discovered what sex trafficking was. Sure. It was uh, in 2016. I was uh, over in the Middle East working. You know, uh, what I do, you know, we work in the anti-terrorism section, training forces uh, that are allied with the United States. And uh, I got asked to help uh, from a colleague to be on a team to help rescue some missing American children. Uh, Typically, that looks where a foreign national marries an American. They have some kids either by design or the marriage just doesn't work out. They illegally take the kids where they're saying, we're going to go back and visit family and they never come back. Mm -hmm. Then they try to make a deal you want the kids back you have to pay or you know or sometimes these kids find themselves in bad situations you know the families aren't aren't very um, reputable you know they're they're more like criminals in some cases because there's money to be made right we all we can see it on the border now a lot of money to be made in trafficking and drugs you know so he asked me if I could be on the team to give him a hand to rescue him and I said well I don't know if I'll be home in time so that just really sent me down the path as we've talked about I just start looking at missing, missing, kidnapped American kids. And in eight months, you know, at the time, 
the estimates were 27 million people a year trafficked. It was about a $100 billion criminal enterprise. Worldwide. Worldwide. That was in 2016. Um, And that's sex trafficking, forced labor, and uh, a little bit of what they call organ harvesting, which is a much smaller part. Mm -hmm. So when we found this out, we started talking to law enforcement and other agencies, other NGOs, saying what? And and we went back for four years, and all we saw every year was an exponential increase in this crime. And I asked them why. And they're like, Joe, it's very difficult. The cases are coming in faster than we can prosecute them. So, you know, we're trying to keep up. We're We're trying to put these people in jail. We're trying to get help for the victims and the survivors. But it's just a revolving door. Like, as many as we get off our desk, more are coming on. So we thought if we come up with a model to help them, help them maybe vet some of the cases, we, we generate our own leads. So the ones we hand to them, a lot of the work's been done, you know, several weeks. We, so we save them time. And it's a good model. I mean, it, we've handed some over where they've really turned them around fairly quickly, weeks instead of months. Wow. And they've gotten indictments. They've gotten, Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can't talk about them because they're still ongoing. But, you know, they've they've been able to really save a lot of time. And then we also connect the victim or the survivor to resources. We've partnered with three or four recovery organizations, and we can expedite that relationship, I think, better. And uh, we also provide transportation. We can provide safe housing for two to three days, you know, like in the mix of their transportation. I see. Sometimes they need a couple of days where we're going to have them stay till we can get them on a plane or get somebody to drive them. So, Joe, 27 million people around the world in one form or another involved in, what would you call it? I mean, it, it, it isn't some form of human slavery, yeah? It's modern-day slavery. Yeah. Now, you got to consider that was in 2016. Homeland Security put a report out, I want to say it was in October. Now they're estimating it's 49.5 million. Holy smokes. So it's, gr- it's grown, almost doubled in six years. Mm. And now they're estimating it's a $150 billion criminal epidemic. You know, I went to a, to a training with Homeland Security uh, last year. They had a conference here in Pittsburgh. And they estimate one trafficker, and you could say pimp, you know, but you know, pimp's sort of a glorified term that now is also normalized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. right? But they, they estimate in sex trafficking, we'll talk one girl, one pimp, they estimate about $125,000 a year they can make. Wow. So the typical trafficker will have two to three girls or boys, whatever wow. the, whatever the need is, right? Floating from place to place. No, they, they'll set up shop. I mean, it's they use hotels. They have brothels. I mean, you know, they have escort sites where you can call and make the appointment. So they'll have hotels where they use for a while, and then maybe they move to another I hotel. See. And but people who are listening to this are thinking, yeah, well, this happens in the heart of Chicago. Or, you know, maybe in L.A. It's right here. Yeah, it's here. But, yeah. So talk about Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, one of the ones we worked, um, the girl was trafficked out of a university, and she was here in Pittsburgh by chance. Uh, her parents had called us because she had been missing for three months. Mm. She had some minimal conversation with her. She thought she ran away from home. Well, they called us because they said, hey, we haven't heard anything from law enforcement. It was another state. Uh, they can't find her, so we thought we'd call you. So we started talking to her and said, well, it sounds like she's being trafficked. And they really didn't understand what that meant. So we got involved. Seven days, we knew who was trafficking her because they had several arrests around Pittsburgh, gun charges, drug charges. Um, so we knew the guy. We knew her. Hmm. 
We also have technology where we can find them if they're being posted on escort sites. And we find her. We called the law enforcement agency. They actually called us because they spoke to the parents and they called us and said, hey, the parents said they spoke to you. I'm ready to throw this in a cold case. We're like, we found her yesterday. She's here in Pittsburgh somewhere. So then we put everything together. We handed it over. And I think it was in less than 10 days they made an arrest and uh, continued. Wow. Okay, but you're saying we. We. Yeah. So who's we? I mean, I don't need names, but what kind? What kinds of what law are, enforcement? Yeah. How, how are people? Organizations like a servo. Yeah. And, yeah. and how, how? What are those organizations like? And who are the people who are working with you in a servo? Well, we work with law enforcement. It can be state, local law enforcement agencies, uh, the federal task force. We provide them leads here in Pittsburgh. There's an anti-human trafficking task force, and it's made up of multiple agencies. You know, Pittsburgh PD, uh, Homeland Security, FBI, uh, Attorney General's office. You know, they have a representative from the, all the agencies. So it's uh, it, it works. So if the charges come and, and the arrest is made, they have the opportunity to take it either to state charges or federal charges because they're all in a task force together. Right. It works well. Works well. Um, so that, that was Pittsburgh. We've also... Uh, we're working something right now that we think is a network that moved in from another city. Uh, we were just, that's why I was, I just got here. I was mm-hmm. on the phone with our cyber team. They were going over everything they're finding and what we're tracking. So we're hoping to reach out to that local law enforcement here this week, share that information with them, uh, and see how they want to, if they need any help from us, you know, usually once we hand it to law enforcement, we step back. We don't do much, but we've had some law enforcement agencies say, well, maybe you could help us with a little bit of surveillance. Just maybe some traffic patterns or something very basic, hmm. you know. Every case is different. Every agency you work with is different. Mm-hmm. And I'll share one with you at some point here, what we had to work on in December. Okay. So Let's talk about it next. Let's take a quick break. Joe Sweeney's with us. Joe Sweeney from the Acervo Project. Uh, we'll continue on. Sex workers, prostitutes, pimps, uh, runaways. It's all here across the world. It's a multi-billion dollar business. My six-year-old nephew got his first Bible for Christmas this year. He raised the Bible over his head in celebration, and as he did, caught his mom on the bridge of her nose, leaving us considering stitches. Hebrew says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, but I don't think this is what that meant. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we'd like to slam you in the head with an important word as well. Many experts believe that even with interest rates higher, this year should be a better year to buy a home. Inventory should go up. Competition over homes has come down, allowing prices to stabilize. Closing cost concessions from the seller are back in play, making it for many a good time to finally find that dream home while it's available with the strategy to refinance once rates settle. If your family is thinking new home, we hope you'll remember us, our direct lender advantage, and that we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing, a big thing my nephew would definitely celebrate. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the way Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe 
by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-372-2017. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-372-2017. A new year has begun, and the teachers, parents, staff, and students at Eden Christian Academy are excited for what lies ahead. Because every day at Eden is a day for new beginnings, filled with new opportunities, new possibilities to explore and learn new things about God, ourselves, and our world. May your new year be filled with the hope and promise of new possibilities in God who makes all things new. A message from your friends at Eden Christian Academy at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, DeeperFaithCruise.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Cloudy skies expected for tonight with occasional late-night rain. Expect a nighttime low of 33. Mostly cloudy tomorrow and mild with a little rain. Tomorrow's high, 51. An evening shower in places tomorrow night. Otherwise, cloudy skies, low 40. Low clouds on tap for Wednesday. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Talk with Joe Sweeney from the Acervo Project about human trafficking. Uh, of course, it happens just about everywhere, right, where we are, the fallenness of it, the degradation of us. And, uh, Joe, uh, you started to tell us a story about uh, someone uh, who's in your pipeline the, that you were able, there was a, a good ending to all this. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, and this is recent, Joe. Yeah, November into December. Uh, we we had a call from one of our volunteers who had supported some ministries, you know, down in Mexico and a few other places. She said, hey, there, I got a call from an orphanage in Mexico, you know, and they said there's a 15-year-old American girl coming here. They feed the kids every lunch, uh, every day for lunch. Uh, homeless kids, very, very poor kids. And this girl just started to show up. I said, okay, what's the situation? They're like, she's in very poor health. She's scared. She basically comes and eats says very little and leaves. So over a couple of weeks, they were starting to get a little bit of information and they thought she was being abused. So we got a call and I spoke to the volunteer who supports this ministry down there. And um, I said, well, do me a favor, get me a photo of her, see if you can get her name and we'll see what we can find out. So basically we got both of those. Hmm. That was it. That's a huge look forward, though. That was it. We got That's a, not much. We got a picture and a first name that we weren't even mm-hmm. sure was correct. And a state where she may or may not have lived. Mm-hmm. Well, we were able to cooperate all this working with school districts in that state, uh, state police wow. on the task force in that state. Then it got transferred down into Texas. 32 days we worked this case. She was showing up for food. We were getting a little bit more information. 
she was trafficked by a family member and who was also abusing her and selling her. Um, so we continued on working with the law enforcement and the task force down there in Texas. And uh, 32 days, we got her home December, you know, a few days before Christmas. Good because, 32 but, days. Yeah, there was, there was a, we knew she was going to be showing up for a certain couple events at, the, at this orphanage. Uh, and she was scared. And they said, and they really, it got really urgent because they were, they said she's, she's really deteriorating. She's literally skin and bones, and she seems to be really mentally traumatized. I bet. So we were able to get uh, a few things organized there, and we were able to expedite her across back into the United States. And she's back home with her family, wow. with her mother. And, she, and I just talked to the mother a week ago, right after New Year's. I said, how's she doing? She goes, Joe, she's doing fantastic. And she was very – She, I mean – you know, she was crying. She's like, my daughter would have died if it wasn't for you. And I said, listen, there was a lot of people involved here. This is what we Well, did. there were a lot of people involved. A and that's lot. what's so fascinating about this is the networks that you use mm -hmm. to yeah. to make these rescues happen. Yeah. You know, we, we're about the mission. We're about the object, helping these people, right? We don't have jurisdictions. We don't have... You know, we just get out there and do the work, and we make the connections, and we provide all the resources we have, whether it's investigations or cyber. Um, we got really talented people around the table, and it's really, really uh, providing some, some great results for these kids, wow. you know, as well as the education piece. We're hoping to talk to 8,000 kids this year. We're hoping to take this nationally. And as we talked about when I first got here, next this year, in 2023, we, we are going to make it easy for folks to get involved. We have a, a business uh, campaign for businesses and their employees to get behind and, and just learn more, right? Understand more. The same with the individuals. So, you know, we've been talking since almost we started uh, with you guys four mm -hmm. or five. This is yeah. our sixth yep. year now. And this year it's really exciting because now we're, we're able to get some more financing, right? We, we're looking to get some people behind us. We're looking to expand into full-time positions. Uh, and the workload is increasing. So there is definitely a need for those, you know, and it's, it's, you know, as you know, God's had his hand in this since day one. Mm -hmm. We've in the past six months, we've had things happen to us and people come around our table. I would have never thought possible, cool. never. So, you know, we're excited. We're busy uh, in good ways. The need is great. Yeah. And, and also, you know, some of the hard, the hard stories, uh, they are successes, but there's mm -hmm. still work to be done, and we partner with those people who take them, Fabulous. you know, and help with the restoration and recovery. And so, Joe, as people hear you, they want to connect with you, whether they're in need themselves, a family member is out there somewhere in the wilderness, or they want to be part of the opportunity, the Servo Project online, of course. Yeah, org. A-S-S-E-R-V-O. And you'll find a tip line on there, a lot of resources, contact page. We'll get back to you quick. That's what we do. Excellent, Joe. Joe, go with God. We love what you're doing. Excellent work. God, God bless. Up. Thanks again. Joe Sweeno, the Servo Project. One hundred one point five WORD. The Desert of Chronicles. That's where Dr. J. Vernon McGee directs our travels this week on Through the Bible. Our journey takes us through some of the events we already covered in our study of Kings, but this time we'll see them from God's viewpoint instead of man's. Sounds interesting, right? What are you waiting for? 
Hop aboard the Bible bus. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law. Just hearing Joe Sweeney talk in our last couple segments, it's an incredibly taxing, stressful job. But we know Joe, and he gets a lot of job satisfaction from this thing that he's pursuing. You can just see it when you he's can in see here. It. Yeah. Pours out of him. Yeah. So it got us thinking about what are the other jobs that are like that, that, that might be incredibly challenging in some way. And yet, at the end of the day, the person says, I am in the right job. Yep. I'm so glad I'm doing this. So um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, an American Time Use Survey, sent out um, questionnaires to people, uh, oftentimes in real time, like saying, you've signed up for this survey. We're going to ask you, like in the middle of your workday, about your happiness quota. So they compiled through thousands and thousands of self-reporting occupations, the happiest most, what, engaged mm -hmm. job opportunities. So you want to go from, uh, let me see, should we, yeah, okay. The most stressful? Yes. Least happiness? Yes. People who work in finance and insurance. You would understand. 
Yeah, because you're always dealing with somebody when they're in a wretchedly tense or just horrible somebody's situation. money. Yeah, money, right? I mean, money would make you crazy. Whether it's your money or somebody else's money that you're in charge of, that's got to be an awful lot of pressure, right there. Right. 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 Um, I'll go up a little bit. Okay. Uh, public administration. Oh, is that like working for a city or? Yeah. Right. You're a city worker or you're, you know, working work what? Somewhere within the confines of government, public administration, or even private enterprise, right? The RAND Corporation, things like that. Okay. All right. Health and social assistance. Now, these are not healthcare workers, right? Uh, but health and social assistance. Although, I guess in some ways, health and social assistance is healthcare workers, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's one, two, three, four, sixth on the list of most engaging but stressful. Okay. Yep. The top, the top most satisfied environment to earn a living is in agriculture, logging, or the forest industry. So whether you're around trees well, or you're cutting trees, somewhere where you're outside and engaged with Mother Nature. That's the most. Okay, so that's that's the key to mm-hmm. it. That's that's what those things have in common is that you're outside. Well, some, can you imagine someone can the least the least engaged um, is finance and insurance. Right. You're riding a desk all day long. You're mm-hmm. looking at a screen all day long. The stress of other people's money or your money or the group's money or the organization's money. That's very stressful. The least, the most happiness, the most happiest, is people who work outside. Farmers, logging, or forestry. I love that. That's really interesting. Number two in that category of still being like a lot of ha- a lot of job satisfaction, a lot of meaning, is real estate. Hmm. Because I can imagine if your your people are excited about what they've just done. What do you mean? Like I've just bought a house. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? Would you ever consider being a real estate agent? Never. Thank you for asking. <laughs> that was a pretty quick answer. Nope. Nope. But I can imagine like setting somebody up yeah. or selling a house for, you know, a nice amount of money that's helpful to somebody. There must be a lot of job satisfaction in that. Can you imagine? The last thing you want to do right now is sell your house. Oh, my gosh. I right? know. Okay. And third sense of uh, of meaning at work is construction. Because I you're building that. something. I okay. built that. So when you look at these bottom things, like uh, profession, uh, these are the ones that have least job satisfaction. You have finance. You have professional, uh, scientific, technical work, uh, that sort of thing. That's super digital work. Yeah. That's super online digital work. And it seems like that's where the dissatisfaction is. And the top end are really interactive, like I'm really working with people. Right. Okay. So one of my kids would prefer to to work alone in front of a terminal. Mm-hmm. That's like dream job. I think a lot of people think that they, they'd be happier there because it's less interaction with the human element. Okay, well, most people, according to this this survey this talked about in the Washington Post, do you have not found that to be true. Wouldn't you get lonely? Wait, can you imagine? I just think there's, a, there's something a little soulless about having your whole... In front of a screen? Yeah. People working from home. I mean, we've said this before, right? We know people who work from home, worship from home, shop from home. You can live in this world today and not see anybody for weeks and weeks and weeks, Mm -hmm. right? 
Cut off from the world. Going back to the bottom end of this segment, though, I think or the bottom end of this list, I think it's also important to say the third from the bottom is a very relational thing. Hotels, restaurants, and bars, and people are very dissatisfied and finding little meaning in that right now. Because you're dealing with the public. <laughs> you're dealing with them. And that's a special sector, isn't it? Anybody so who deals. Okay. So right? you've got, first of all, you've got alcohol involved in all three of those. That's the first thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think, I wonder if that's specific to post-COVID. I wonder Probably. if that fell down the list that far because people really have gotten crazy yeah. after COVID. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've known people who've been waiters or bartenders for decades and have loved the work. Mm-hmm. Show up, make it a pretty decent living at it, and, you know, go home and leave. the. There's something to be said about leaving your work at work. Right. Okay, before we leave the conversation, I do have to bring up the two other uh, metrics that they discuss, the two mm. other scales. One is the happiest, most meaningful activities, but they're also stressful. <laughs> okay, like so what? what we were talking about was happy and low stress. Yeah. This is happy, meaningful, but high stress. The number one, religious activities. That is really? number one. Really? Number one, happiest, most meaningful, but also stressful. That says a lot about the church, that doesn't is it? Number one. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, the happiest places on earth, according to the people who answered, number one, place of worship. Oh, that's really fabulous. Place of worship. Second, outdoors. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors just like you publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. And to help you get started, we want to send you our free writer's guide packed with tips, tricks, and templates for authors. Christian Faith Publishing reviews every book submitted to us. And if your book is approved, we'll edit, design, print, promote, and distribute your book online and in stores everywhere. Imagine seeing your book in specialty Christian bookstores, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. It all starts with a completed manuscript and one call to Christian Faith Publishing at 800-566-1012. If you have a novel, children's book, poetry, biography, or any inspirational work you've written, we can help you get it published today. Shouldn't you work with a publisher who shares your Christian values of integrity and honesty? You can get your book published. Get your free writer's guide today. Call 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go! with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. 
see the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at WordFM.com, the WordFM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's a special night out for sweethearts, couples, or just friends. Join Word FM and John and I aboard the Gateway Clipper for the Valentine's Dinner Cruise. Now, we have done, I don't know, this is, a, is this our fourth one? Something like that? I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, this one is coming up Friday, February 10th. It's a night out on the Three Rivers featuring a great dinner, fabulous views of the city. John and I, and I bet Lexi will be there too, and we would love to say hi. Tickets are on sale now. Um, I've got to tell you that uh, there are a few left. So this is this event is going fast. So if you would like to join us aboard the uh, Gateway Clipper, not it's not just the Clipper. It's like it's the big boat. Is it it's one boat? of the big ones? Yeah. What's it uh, called? Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's called the, the River View. The Countess. Oh, the Countess. Or the Empress. Yeah. Or the I don't know. WordFM.com forward slash Valentine. That's WordFM.com forward slash Valentine. Wait, when I hear this, my first question is how much? I don't have that here. Uh, that's Sorry. everyone's listening, going, wait, I, I'd well, like to go, go for to Valentine's Word F- Day. Go to WordFM.com, and, uh, click on the link and find out how much. Me it is. and my sweetheart, what am I gonna uh, you know, shell out for Valentine's Day? How many right? Valentine events have you and I married to other people <laughs> done together? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Too many. Oh, my gosh. I, anyway, it's coming up Friday, February 10th, so don't miss out. Very nice. All right. Uh, what's the date? Friday, February 10th. February 10th. Yep. And it's Monday, January 16th, so we're less than a month away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll have to bundle up. Like, you know, last um, the last cruise we did. It was summertime. Um, I, right. And I tried to make it. We, we tried to go with an, a uh, a marine theme. Right. I wore Remember? a fish shirt. Right. I wore a, a lobster dress. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what we do when it's the middle of winter. Um, maybe it's be ice fishing. Yeah, I was sure. gonna say maybe I wear like big thick boots, right? And one of those hats with flaps. Is it like a, like a like an ice fishing movie, right? Is it, Does is there any ice fishing in Fargo? I mean, it's the coldest movie I can think of. You know, uh, our friend Ken, I believe, uh, has ice fished. He's from Wisconsin. He can't help it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, the idea of ice fishing sounds kind of fun. No, nothing about that. Really? Sounds fun. No, it sounds interesting. No. Because like you're like a little like a hut? kind of an outhouse, yeah, like a hut, right, on and top of ice. Yeah, you just you know probably sit there, you that, put a hole I in the ice. I can't think of an activity that's really? less appealing. <laughs> it's appealing to me. I mean, you're just sitting there in a chair. Other than like training for a marathon. <laughs> no, there's nothing required. You're sitting in a chair. You throw a string in a frozen hole while you're <laughs> freezing. No, you dress appropriately. Doesn't matter. Once it's cold enough, it's cold. You're in a little box. No, there's no box that is redeemable in a situation where it's like Not, 10 degrees. I think it'd be kind of fun, actually. Well, maybe we should do, when we do the cruise, maybe we should do a little fishing contest. Well, we're going to fish for Asian carp in the mod. Throw your line over. If you catch a fish, we'll give you a prize. We're not doing that. What? That'd be kind of fun. Friday, February 10th. 
Get your tickets now, wordfm.com. Very nice. All right. Um, do you watch anything over the weekend? Oh, besides football? Yes. Of course, I watched a ton of football. Yeah. Um, I did finish uh, Slow Horses, which is the a show on Apple TV with Gary Oldman and Kristen oh, Scott Thomas. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It is not for kids. It has more F-bombs than you can imagine. Mm, mm. Uh, but, boy, it mm. is really well done. Really? Gary it's, Oldman. Yeah. It's about a, uh, a group of MI5 officers who have not been let go from MI5, but they've kind of been pushed off to the side because each, because each of them has done something stupid oh, in, their the li- boys. in their line of work. Not something morally bad, something dumb. <laughs> Like one one of the guys who's in this group, the dumb crew that that the the TV show is based on, uh, left a top secret classified file on the train. Mm -hmm. So he was demoted to the dumb crew. Exactly. So all of these people have been demoted Mm. for something like that. And Gary Oldman is the guy in charge of all of these misfits. Did he do something dumb? Uh, his the thing he did that was dumb was be very very skilled in the intelligence world, and end up a drunk. That's mm-hmm. probably I'm sure it's pretty common. Not able to handle it. So anyway, it's it's a rough show, but it's very very well done. What about you? What'd you watch? Well, I watched a lot of football, like you. Yeah. But I'm, like I said, I, I'm I'm in the throes of the Better Call Saul, which is. I mean, I'm happy you came around because oh. for years you enjoyed break. I mean, enjoyed. I'm putting in air quotes. But you appreciated Breaking Bad. No, I loved it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. It's a brutal show. And again, we our disclaimer should never be this is not for kids. Yeah, we should always. Say I'm not this expecting not. you know your daughter Mindy is you know is listening to this show, right? I mean, it, we're just talking about this is what, and again. It's not Christ honoring. No, this no, is no, not. No, right. Hey, yeah. But there's something hopefully about the shows we oh, watch that's fabulous. thoughtful. That's thoughtful. Breaking that, Bad. Yeah. Holy smokes! I mean, I I love that show, and so that's whenever Better Call Saul came on, almost on the heels of Breaking Bad. I was like, I watched the pilot, and I was like, I'm just not ready. No, I can't. I can't go back into that thing. Mm, yeah. Because Saul, the attorney, you know, that guy, that's trouble. This is like the Genesis story of Saul. Oh, so this is like a pre-story? Yes, it is. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm in season three now, and all these people start showing up, and you go, oh, my, that's Hector. <gasps> oh, because oh. you, you know what he's going to become? Oh, you know. You know what's coming, yeah. And and the cool thing is, we have friends who never saw Breaking Bad, but fell in love with Better Call Saul. Yes. So it works both ways. You can either have loved it before or not know anything about it, and it's still the same thing. It's great television. I mean, I, I, I just love good writing. Me too. Me too. People who can write mm-hmm. a teleplay, yep. a movie. What an incredible special. Because you, as a viewer, emotionally connected to this complete and total fiction. And the story just folds forth. I mean, it's really incredible. Just excellent. Excellent in every conceivable way. Here's something totally different hmm. than what we've talked about. And this is something you probably could watch with your kids, but they wouldn't really be. Don't, they don't wouldn't be involved. That. They wouldn't be interested. Come but over. you have to check out Magpie Murders. Uh, no, but then even murder in the title. Listen, I'm not watching it with my it's, kids. It, it's, based on hey. a, it's based on a New York Times bestseller, but it's 
a new miniseries that is out uh, on PBS television. No, I'm not going to watch it. It is Come on over and sit next to Dad. Standing. We're going to watch Magpie Murders. It no, is, Dad. It is really, really great. We're three episodes in. We really? cannot wait to finish it. Right. Uh, our whole family is watching it. Check just it watch out. Anna Green Gables. Something like well, that. Well, I mean, that's that. a whole different just thing. Saying, this yeah. is a whodunit. All right. Hey, thanks for being with us. WordFM.com. It's the ride home with John and Kathy. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.